Welcome to What's Up with Dr. Rupp, where we explore the supernatural. I'm your host, Dr. Melissa Rupp. Hello and welcome to another episode. For those of you who are new, this is a podcast where we explore the supernatural and we do it from a biblical perspective. We break everything down and see what the Bible has to say about it. So this week we're going to talk about reincarnation. So what is reincarnation? Well, Wikipedia says that it's also known as rebirth or transmigration, and it's a philosophical or religious concept that the non-physical essence of a living being, a person's soul, begins a new life in a different physical form or body after biological death. So basically, it's the belief that a human soul um, is reborn into another human or an animal until a certain thing happens. We'll get to that in a minute. So still from Wikipedia, it says that in most beliefs involving reincarnation, the soul is seen as immortal, and the only thing that becomes perishable is the body. Upon death, the soul becomes transmigrated into a new infant or animal to live again. The term transmigration means passing of soul from one body to another after death. It is a central tenet of the Indian religions such as Buddhism, most Hinduism, Jainism, Sikhism, and most paganism. In various forms, it occurs as an esoteric belief in many streams of Judaism in different aspects, in some beliefs of indigenous peoples of the Americas, and some indigenous Australians, though most believe in an afterlife or a spirit world. So a belief in the rebirth or reincarnation was held by Greek historical figures um, such as Pythagoras, Socrates, and Plato, as well as in various modern religions. I know some forms of Kabbalah believe in this also. Um, also, the majority of denominations within Christian, so Christianity and Islam, most people involved in those religions do not believe that individuals reincarnate. So the reincarnation concept, it is considered in Indian religions as a step that starts each cycle of aimlessly drifting, wandering, or mundane existence, but one that is an opportunity to see, to seek spiritual liberation through ethical living and a variety of meditative, yogic, or other spiritual practices. So they consider the release from the cycle of reincarnations as the ultimate spiritual goal. And they call this liberation such terms such as um, moksha, nirvana, enlightenment. You might hear different phrases in different um, parts of the world. So that was what Wikipedia had to say about it. Now, in um in christianity we believe that a human being is made up of three parts a spirit a soul and a body and a, a soul is your your mind your will your emotions your personality so a human being has a spirit a soul and a body um when you you know when the human body dies it returns to dust from ashes we come or from dust we come to dust we return um so that's the the christianity belief that's what the bible says and um but the belief in reincarnation is that the soul keeps being reincarnated into different bodies until a different thing is met. And you can fill in the blank here depending on the different beliefs, and we'll get to that in, in a minute. But different beliefs believe that you have to keep reincarnating into a different body. It can be human or animal until some kind of criteria is met. So 
Um, it originated different, there's different origins for it. Um, discussions of the topic of reincarnation appear in different philosophical traditions of India, um, in, in Greek history, Celtic Druids also are reported to have taught a doctrine of reincarnation, and it's predominant in many Eastern religions. And I would say that that's where you hear the most about it, or that's at least where I've heard the most about it, is from different Eastern religions. Um, and people, um, like I said, they're working their way to an eventual escape from that cycle of birth, death, and rebirth. And many religions believe that it that reincarnation is the path to purity and salvation. And when you reach that purity or salvation, then the cycle ends. So Hindus believe that all individuals accumulate karma over the course of your lifetime. So good actions create good karma. Evil actions create negative karma. And um, it's karma is earned and then it's passed down through subsequent lives. In Jainism, um, Jain adherents believe that the soul accumulates karma as an actual physical of substance. And they say that as long as the soul is burdened by karmic particles, it must bind with a body initiating a series of rebirths. And only when a soul is free from all karma can it exit the cycle of reincarnation and then join other disembodied souls in a state of perfection. Um, they also believe that Deliverance is currently impossible, and devoted adherents pursue just purification, being cured. In Sikhism, it also teaches reincarnation. Like Hinduism, um, the law of karma influences the quality of Sikh life, and for them to exit the cycle of birth and rebirth, they must achieve complete knowledge and become one with God. Buddhist, most Buddhists also believe in cycles of rebirth and karma. So some people, I've, I've looked at lots of different things, and some people believe um, that you have to keep living multiple lives until you've been healed of all past traumas in your past lives. Um, some believe that it's until your good works outweigh your bad works, and then you're free from karma. Some believe that it's um, achieving complete knowledge and becoming one with God. So there are different uh, different levels that that bring completeness and stop the cycle of being reincarnated, reborn, rebirthed, whatever the, the actual term is that different religions use. So that's, that's different Eastern religions, that's different, different things, but what does the Bible actually say about reincarnation? Um, scripture makes it clear for Christians, Scripture, the Bible, makes it clear that we have one life on earth, so we have one life, and then we face eternal judgment. And we either go to heaven or hell. It's not by any works that we've done. It's not by, you know, karma and good works and bad works. When a Christian dies, we go to heaven or hell based on if we have received Jesus as our Lord and Savior. So we face judgment, go to heaven or hell, and then we're there for eternity. We're in heaven or hell for eternity. We're not reborn into a different body or an animal. Um... So I know a lot of people choose to believe that there's not a hell, but that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says that there is a hell. Um, I recently, too, I saw a meme and it said something like, why would a loving God send people to hell? Well, the answer on this meme was something along the lines of, um, why would a loving God 
make you spend eternity in heaven with him if you don't like him or you've chosen to not want to have a relationship with him why would he make you spend eternity with him in heaven he won't force us he gives us free will he loves us he wants us to choose him but he does give us free will so i know other people speculate that we can get to heaven just by good works and being a good person but again that's not what the bible says it's faith in jesus is the only way Jesus himself says in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. So the Bible does promise that those who believe in God will experience life after death. It will be eternal life. We'll be reunited with our past loved ones in either heaven or hell. And um, eternal life is very, very clearly laid out in Scripture and um it's it's laid out that it's eternal life in heaven or hell so it's not coming back to earth over and over again until you become a good person or gotten it right or been healed of all your past traumas um hebrews 9 27 says it's appointed for man to die once and after that comes judgment and then psalm 78 39 says that god remembered that we were but flesh a passing breeze that does not return and the bible says that we will be with God when we die. So Philippians 1.23, Paul is talking about his desire to live on earth, but also his desire to die and depart from the earth and be with Jesus. Genesis 3.19 says that we came from dust. That's, you know, Genesis 3.19 talking about Adam and Eve. Adam was formed from the dust of the earth. Humans are come from dust to dust we return when our bodies die. And, but we have a spirit, a soul, and a body, and our spirit and soul then would go face judgment and go to heaven or hell for eternal life. Um, Ecclesiastes 12, 7, another verse talking about how the dust returns to the ground it came from and the spirit returns to God who gave it. Second Corinthians 5, 8, we are confident, I say, and we would prefer to be away from the body and at home with the Lord. So when we're away from your body, we're at home with the Lord. We're not being reborn again into another person or an animal. 2 Corinthians 5.10 says that we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ so that each of us may receive what is due us for the things done while in the body, whether good or bad. Um, but again, that's we're, we're not saved through our good works. We're saved through faith in Jesus. Jesus is the only way to the Father. He's the only way to heaven. Matthew 25.46 says that then they... So the people who have not received Jesus as Lord and Savior, they, those people, will go away to eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. So if you haven't received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you go to eternal punishment in hell, but the righteous go to eternal life in heaven. And Luke 23, 43 says that when Jesus was hanging on the cross just moments before his own death, he turned to one of the thieves that was on the cross next to him, and he told him, he said, today you will be with me. In paradise so not going into another body of an animal or a person you will be with me in paradise in heaven so the Bible doesn't mention anywhere anything about living life on earth for a second time it doesn't mention anything about being reincarnated into you know a, a human body an animal a plant nothing it says that we live we die once we face judgment and we go to heaven or hell for eternity. So I want to talk about why some people believe in reincarnation. 
number one I would probably say is because they don't read their Bible. They don't know what the Bible has to say. They don't know the truth. Um, but 33% of Americans said that they believe in reincarnation according to a 2017 Pew survey. And some of the reasons why they do and some of the things that they do to try to find out about past lives and possible past lives is they've often had dreams that they believe or that someone else has told them was them in a past life. Now, God does speak to us in dreams. Sometimes it is a literal thing that happens in dreams. Sometimes it's symbolic. Uh, for example, a car in a dream could represent an actual literal car. So if you see a car accident, it could be an actual um, car accident. It's in a, it could be a prophetic warning dream that you know to pray against a car accident. But a car can also be symbolic and represent a personal ministry. So it can be symbolic, but he also uses parables in dreams, just like he used parables when he lived, when Jesus lived on the earth, he would tell, he would talk to people in parables. He can also talk to us in parables in dreams. So God does talk to us in dreams, but often when people have these dreams and they don't know that it's God talking to them and they don't know what these dreams mean, they can think that it was them in a past life or that, you know, someone has told them you're dreaming about yourself in, in past lives. There's another thing called lucid dreaming where they, you know, they believe that dreams convey past life memories and that if you want to look for information from your past lives, there's this word that you can sing for a few minutes before bedtime. And then because of this magic word that you sing for a few minutes before bedtime, you, when you go to sleep, you're then in tune with the, the causal plane, the region of past life memories. And so when you dream, you're going to then have dreams that are supposedly memories from a past life. Often when people are remembering, I use that loosely, <laughs> when they're remembering memories from a supposed past life, um, often there are psychedelics involved, which of course make you hallucinate and see things and you might believe or be told while you are hallucinating that it was something from a past life but you're really just under the influence of drugs and you're hallucinating and there's lots of different ceremonies and rituals where this is occurring more and more frequently and there's um, LSD that's being used there's DMT and I've been hearing a ton lately about ayahuasca retreats and ceremonies and this is where you go on this retreat you go do the ceremony you drink a plant-based psychedelic and these psychedelics of course you know they affect your senses they alter your thinking they alter your sense of time they can alter emotions and they can cause people to hallucinate including seeing and hearing things that do not exist or that are distorted and this was really, really common and probably still is really common in South America. And they create this psychoactive brew. They use plants and they use this as ceremonial spiritual medicine. They, um, it's used among the indigenous peoples of the Amazon basin, but it is growing in usage in Western society. And I've heard lots of stories about Americans traveling to other countries to experience this, but I've heard of, of other stuff, um, and I believe it's inside the country, but I'm not positive, but I, I believe that was one of these things that this, this gal, I heard talking about it, but it's usually done with a trained shaman and an ayahuasca trip. It leads to an altered state of consciousness that can last for many hours, up to two to six hours. 
and I do know that a lot of people um, have traveled to like Peru, Costa Rica, Brazil, and there's lots of retreats offered in those areas and it's, you know, common to go there. But <clears throat> the ceremonies sometimes are conducted um, for a few nights in a row. Like you'll, you'll do it one night and then you'll do it again the next night. And there are certain things that, you know, a certain diet that you have to abide by for a couple weeks leading up to the ceremony and maybe even afterwards. But there's, there's a lot involved with it if you, if you go look that up. But <clears throat> another thing that people do is they will go to mediums or psychics or shamans or other practitioners of new age practices. And these people, these, you know, spiritual people that they go to, occult practices, these people will tell them that you've lived a prior life. And then the person will believe it because they think the person telling them is more spiritually attuned and knowledgeable than they are, or that they're getting their information directly from the spirit realm. And they usually are getting it from the spirit realm. However, many times they're getting their information from spirit guides, which are demonic spirits through divination or from familiar spirits and or through other counterfeit means that we'll talk about in a minute or or sometimes they themselves get the information through psychedelics and they hallucinate and see things. So one of the supernatural means that they can use to get this information is through scrying or crystal gazing and they'll use crystals supposedly ones that deal with past lives and they will gaze into these objects such as crystals or crystal balls or a black mirror until an image that is supposedly from your unconscious mind appears and then they'll talk to you about that image that they see um <clears throat> they can use hypnotherapy there's past life regression therapy that you can find out about in just a matter of seconds if you go google it um Things are supposedly revealed about a person's past lives while they're under hypnosis. We did talk in prior episodes, um, the episode that I did about drumming, we talked about how tribal or repetitive drumming can actually cause altered states of consciousness. It can cause you to go into trances and hypnosis and how the drumming sound itself, the drumming actually calls in demonic spirits and then people can get information from demonic spirits. So that was in episode 42 if you wanna go back and listen to that one if you haven't listened to that. They'll also get information supposedly about past lives from astral projection. And this is where a person can intentionally make their spirit travel outside of their body and then go and travel in the spirit realm and encounter spirit beings that will reveal information to you. So those spirit beings that are revealing information, they're usually demons. Shamans will do that. They, they will go to the underworld or the spirit realm to gain information and they'll seek information from spirit guides or spirit animals. But what they're actually encountering and where they're actually getting their information is from demonic spirits. And the information they tell you may or may not be true because the Bible says that demons are liars. It says that Satan is the father of lies and there's no truth in him. So when they're getting information from these counterfeit sources, it most likely is going to be false. Um, that's from John 8, 44, talking about how Satan is the father of lies. So they can also get information by meditating and doing that as a practice. And basically meditation is you are emptying your mind. And when you choose to engage in meditation when you empty your mind when your mind is an empty vessel it makes it easy for the enemy to come in and fill it up with things from him which can be you know he can implant thoughts memories um 
visions. He can, he can implant all of these different things, false memories. So we're supposed to be alert and vigilant. And the Bible tells us that our enemy, the devil, he prowls about like a roaring lion seeking somebody to devour. And so we're supposed to be alert and vigilant to pay attention, not emptying our mind so something can be implanted into it. That's 1 Peter 5, 8. So another thing that is similar to meditation or hypnosis, it's called holotropic breathwork. And this is a method of breathwork where people are um, trying to enter non-ordinary states of consciousness to supposedly receive some deep healing and, and do some spiritual growth and get information. So in just, just a few minutes of researching online, I found that there are many different books, many different websites, lots of videos, lots of new age practitioners, all kinds of stuff online claiming that they can help you find out all about your past lives. But it's simply not biblical. Um, there's again, there's no mention of a second life on earth. It's, you know, you're, you're born, you live once, you die once. There's no mention of being reincarnated. It's that when we die, we face judgment and we either go to heaven or hell. And the only way to heaven and eternal life and heaven with God is through faith in his son, Jesus. So if you're not sure where you're going when you die and you want to be sure of that, let me just tell you that God, he sent his only son, Jesus to earth to live a sin-free life and then to die and be the sacrifice in our place so that we can receive forgiveness of sins and we can live eternally with him in heaven when we die if we choose him you know three days after jesus died on the cross god rose him raised him from the dead and he now sits at the right hand of the father in heaven he is interceding and praying for us and romans 10 9 says all you have to do is you can declare with your mouth Jesus is Lord, and if you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So if you believe, if you believe that, and you want to make sure that you're saved and that you're going to heaven when you die, you can just speak out, out loud if you want to right now. You can just speak out loud, Jesus is Lord, or I believe. But I will say that a lot of these practices and beliefs are done because people do not know the truth. They don't know what the Bible says, including about what the Bible um, might say about any spirits that they encounter in some of these practices. The Bible does specifically prohibit going to mediums and spiritists, for example, and that is for a good reason. There's a lot of hinky stuff that can happen and a lot of, of torment that can come to a person because of doing some of these practices. Deuteronomy 18.10 says, let no one be found among you who sacrifices their son or daughter in the fire, who practices divination or sorcery, who interprets omens, engages in witchcraft or casts spells, or who is a medium or spiritist or who consults the dead. Anyone who does these things is detestable to the Lord. So if you wanna know the truth, you can read the Bible. The Bible tells us God loves you and he will not lead you astray. Um, the Bible also says that if we need wisdom, we can ask God. And the Bible also says that he will tell us, God will tell us things to come. We don't need to go seek out a, a psychic because when we're in relationship with God, he will tell us, he will show us things to come. So he is our source of everything. We don't have to go seek it out from other sources. Um, the Bible does say that people perish for lack of knowledge, but when you know the truth, it sets you free. And that's why it is so important to know the Bible, to have a relationship with God, to, you know, have conversations with him 
And, you know, especially with the Bible, reading the Bible, that's one of the ways that God will speak to us. If you feel like you're not hearing him talk to you in any other way, pick up your Bible and read your Bible. Find out what it says. Find out what the Bible says is okay and what's not, what's truth and what's not. And when you know that, you're not going to be so easily led astray. So I am praying for all of you to see the truth, to be set free today. Amen. See you next time. Thanks for listening. Join me next time as we continue to explore the supernatural on What's Up with Dr. Rupp.